Underneath that smiley face, um, so yeah, man, we're uh, we're doing it big for Halloween. Uh, this episode, I don't know if it'll come out tonight on Halloween or uh, tomorrow morning, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a special day. Um, Halloween's a little different for people in a lot of different states because yep. uh, of COVID. Um, but you know, we're doing things we, different too. We live in Florida, so I don't know if people are changing up because that's just how Florida does with the COVIDs. But you know, I hope everybody's safe and has fun. On Halloween, man, yeah, so. Today uh, we have something special. Yeah, man. If you've been keeping up with us for six episodes, we've been teasing it, and finally it's here. Let's go. Today we have a guest. And our first guest ever on the Enlightened Brothers podcast. Is? We don't know. Who is this? Who is this? Who are you? Unknown yeah. figure. Oh, nice mask, brother. Yeah, man, go ahead I mean, and reveal go yourself. Ahead, man. I don't even know if they know what you're saying. Enlighten me. This dude got a raspy voice. <laughs> Enlighten us, man. What is going on? Amen. Hey. Who is this handsome dude? Amen. Tell him your name, man. Tell the viewers your it name. It is Capity Cap Casey. Capity Cap Casey in the building. In Amen. the building. I'm truly honored to be the first guest. Um. On the Enlightened Brothers. Thank you both for having me today. Of course. No problem. Now, let me offer some backstory. Before me and Caleb actually created this podcast that we all know you know and love. Yep. Um, we were first guest stars on our man Casey podcast here. Yes, sir. Tell them about your correct. podcast. What's the name? Hey, man, I have a podcast. It's called the, um, A Gap in the World. Shout out A Gap in the World. I had a few episodes back in um, back at the beginning of the year around May around then when uh, all this first started happening and I decided with my extra free time, I started a podcast. And I had uh, Caleb here, Emery here, I had Javon the ruler there, um, and, uh, and a few other people, a few other guest speakers. And I actually brought it back a couple of months ago. And um, the, the main centralized topic of the season was um, about politics and the election and all that. Mm -hmm. and so I do plan on having another episode come out after the election results happen. And if these two fine gentlemen are willing to be my guest stars on on the last few presidential um, with their opinions on the last few presidential debates and and the winning candidates so. yeah man that's what's up just know if it wasn't for casey's podcast then uh maybe we would be on episode four or something i'm sure me and caleb would have eventually had the idea but this really uh, was I, I the catalyst by now we might have been on episode two like uh, without without a gap in the world, man, there is, no, there is no Enlightened Brothers, man. So, yeah, but man. We, we closed the gap in our world, man. Here yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, why is the podcast called A Gap in the World? Because uh, I have a gap. And, hey, uh, uh, maybe you got gap brothers. Know either. I have a gap, too. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you, you're doing some really special things, man. Uh, yeah, so you're in season two. I, I listened to a few episodes. Um, and, man, he's talking about some serious stuff, some stuff that needs to be heard. And, mm -hmm. uh I hope y'all give it a listen, man. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Has some similarities to our podcast, but Casey's going places too, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. All I right. do plan on continuing. 
Well, happy Halloween. Let's get right into the episode. First topic of the day. Yeah, man. All right, let's introduce this thing. You want to put this somewhere? Yeah, I'll put it down. All right, yeah, so. Put that down. Put this up. A little dress, buddy. Let's start. Okay, yeah, so let's get into it while our guest is getting dressed, man. Um, You already know how I do. You know where my head's at. My head is in the stars. My head is in outer space. Um, so the first topic of the day, uh, in tribute to that, NASA found water on the moon. Um, now, let me clarify. It's not exactly, it's water. It is water. But they found H2O molecules. Now, so don't go thinking, don't go telling people that there's rivers and lakes and waterfalls. Like, no, none of that stuff. I would like to first explain how this, the H2O molecules most likely got there, and then I'll explain the applications. So these were, this, the H2O molecules were found in the bit, biggest crater in the southern hemisphere on the moon. There's, there's no such thing as the dark side of the moon. Let me tell you that straight up. Mm-hmm. No such thing as the dark side of the moon. Really? The moon gets affected by, yes. The, so Transformers lied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know any of that. So the sun shines upon the moon throughout its entirety. But there are certain craters that don't get directly affected by the sun. They're, um, because in, by the poles, because the poles of any heavenly body, like, I mean, you see our North Pole, it's super cold. Any poles of any heavenly body, planet, star, whatever, that's where um, the light will shine the least. So uh, near the poles of the, the moon, there are going to be some craters who, um, the craters are so high and so deep that they won't be directly affected by the sun. So in that space, they can uh, still have things such as moisture and H2O molecules mm. intact still. Um, so the water wasn't birthed there. Um, we think it's likely they got it from micro um, meteorites or some type of comet or anything, asteroid crashing into uh, the moon. So it, I was, have another, it came from somewhere else. I have another theory. Yeah. Perhaps um, Lance Armstrong spit on the moon. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, man, Lance Armstrong. Um, but yeah, so this is important because when I think of humanity and us becoming a multiplanetary species, obviously Mars is our first step in colonization. The moon isn't necessarily habitable because, well, it's just a big flying rock. But <laughs> Mars, there is some potential there. But in order for us to go to Mars efficiently, instead of making these uh, trips that cost so much money directly from Earth to Mars, yeah. we can use the moon as a fueling station. So with when it comes to terraforming anyway, terraforming is basically our ability to change the environmental aspects of another planet. So not just Mars, any other planet in our solar system, we can have the, the moon as our first pit stop, basically, and use it as a fuel station. So, I mean... What do y'all think about that? Uh, I do have a quick question. Mm-hmm. When you mentioned Mars, how, how long do you think before we will be able to kind of, like we're, we're advancing uh-huh. in, in, in the world and our technology so we can get to Mars and we have seen evidence of water on Mars and that gives us the, um, the question, has there ever been life on Mars? Will Mars be able to sustain life? Yeah. So how long do you think before we will be able to kind of function there yeah function there and um well then well there's there's definitely levels to that um put having humans take steps on mars 
Um, I believe that'll happen within the 20s. Within, it's 2020 now, so within the next decade, humans will uh, be walking across Mars, in my opinion. Um, one of my dreams is building humanoid robots to go and walk across Mars. But even if we don't have humanoid robots, we can have like modular robots, like little R2-D2 thing, looking things, yeah. like uh, rovering around Mars, because we've already had a rover go there. Um, so yeah, so robots going there is going to be a long process, but setting up a base, obviously the people that are going to be there are going to have to always be in space suits. So, it, so being in spacesuits and living on a base, um, that will definitely be happening within the next decade and then two decades. Now, when it comes to just walking around willy-nilly, no uh, spacesuit on, I don't know if that's feasible at all. The only way that right. could be possible is if we terraform it and basically turn Mars into Earth. Earth. Right. Um, yeah. That is certainly possible. Um, but, yeah. I think I, I definitely think it's within the teens, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me personally, I, with that whole um, just free form walking on Mars, I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that we might be able to kind of um, mass send s- certain groups of people to yeah. the planet to maybe harvest some resources if we do discover that there are more resources that would be useful here on Earth. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just kind of living on Mars as we do now, I doubt that will happen even in the next one hundred years. May so. I possibly think that? Um, well. As many of you know, our Earth is dying, and yeah, uh, yeah we got we're gonna need to take a lot of major steps to somewhat mitigate that. But I think some of these answers will be found on other planets, ways that we can incorporate how their ecosystems and their landscape works to um, help build on our own. Yeah, and, and I think that's gonna happen pretty soon as well because um, we need to reach a solution and for right. someone. Yeah, I, I mean, and, uh, maybe not even just planets. I mean, Europa, Europa is a moon of uh, Jupiter. Uh, yeah, a moon Uranus? of Jupiter. Uh, huh? Uranus? No, not Uranus. Europa. <laughs> it's a it's a moon of uh, of uh, 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 it's a moon of uh, Jupiter, or Neptune, or something. Actually, uh, let me fact check it real quick. Yeah, so Europa. It's a moon of Jupiter. Uh, so um, the more you know. Yeah, we've found that this could be a place that may garner some type of life. Um, it's a moon, but it's nothing like our moon. It's just a body that orbits Jupiter. But, I mean, there's more planets than we could possibly know. There's so many places out there. So, It's, um, it's funny how we think of, like, aliens or, like, other life forms mm-hmm. just in general living on other planets as um, thinking, speaking, and, like, uh, functioning similar to that of humans. Uh-huh. But in, real, in reality, it's like a living life form could just be an amoeba or something oh, that roams the planet. Yeah, so, it's... It's likely that, and we don't even we don't even know if it's likely that there are other al- there, there are aliens out there due to the Fermi paradox and all of that stuff. We can get into that another time, but it's likely that the aliens are something that we can't even perceive. They could be they could communicate through means that wouldn't even come within our conscious. Like they could be telepathic for all they know. Yeah. They could talk through like like for all we know, it, and they could be huge. They could be small. There's there's no knowing, man. And, and another thing is there are so many solar systems, we don't know. There could mm-hmm. be another solar system that is literally exactly like ours mm-hmm. or another galaxy that is exactly like this one mm-hmm. where Mirror they realms. live the exact same way we live, where they're recording a podcast just like we are right now. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And, I mean, I'm sure the viewers now know that my motivations are to um, 
reach a world that's uh, sort like pseudo Star Wars. Like I would definitely want to be a multi-planetary species and like steps towards that. that would man, be it's, cool. we got it would be great, but we got a long way to go. But this yeah. like going to the moon and you know setting our staple there that's like step well, one and then to mars and then to infinity and beyond these man. interplanetary relationships gonna be hard because how you how you have racists on your own home planet how you gonna communicate with other species and that is <laughs> and okay so that, that we we're twofold there we're twofold there because for one for us to progress as um a species a lot of the stuff within politics and within racial relations with within war that that's just frivolous acts in my opinion that mm-hmm. they need to be squashed in order for us to progress to the for for us to reach the potential we have as humans because my, many people don't understand like the brains that we have have been evolved for millions of years of evolution like what we possess the power we possess now it's it's astronomical be from we are birthed from the stars like from from energy from there to coalesce and become us the things that we can do is absolutely amazing so for us to reach our full potential we definitely need to settle the things here now also one of the most unifying things could be finding alien life on another planet because that could i know i know where you're exactly where yeah, you're going because with if we find out that there are some aliens um like say there are aliens on Mars and we call them Martians. Mm-hmm. Well, if they're Martians, we are humans. Humans. So a Earthlings. lot of people identify themselves as black, white, Asian, whatever. Reality. Not. We're all humans. And and I covered that in my last episode. There's only one race, the uh-huh. human race. The human race. If if we find alien life, then me being black and my friend being white won't matter. It, it, yeah. And it shouldn't matter. It's but, like how people unite over a common enemy. It's just, well, speaking theoretically, if they were to be an enemy, but yeah. it just brings people together knowing, like, we are of the same. Absolutely. Right, and just like when our soldiers go into war, they don't think, oh, that's a white soldier, that's a black soldier, Hispanic mm-hmm. soldier. Brothers we all think we're, we're all soldiers. I like mm-hmm. that. We, we don't think it's a male soldier, female soldier, soldier, all soldiers. We're all one group fighting against the common enemy. Yeah, right. Man, that's absolutely great. Uh, okay, well, then, this has been a, a long-lived debate on this podcast. Uh now that we have our first guest here, uh, space or ocean, man? <laughs> I knew. Space versus ocean or whatever. Space, right? Here's, here's what I'm thinking. They're, they're, both, <laughs> they're both very, very big things, I, I guess you could say. No. But, no, but, no, but, no, but, no, no, let him talk. Wait, no, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. You go ahead. But I am gonna have to go with space, and let me tell you why. Let, let me t- <laughs> sit, sit, come yeah. back, come back. Let, let me tell Every you why. Walked off stage. <laughs> that's what we talk about. Yeah. Let, let let me tell you why. The ocean, there's only so much to it. It's limited to right now. It's limited to our planet, to Earth. Now, um, granted, um, Earth is covered in seventy something percent water. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. But still, space. Space extends beyond our solar system, mm-hmm. solar system beyond our galaxy. There's more space to explore than there is more ocean. Not to mention, the ocean is more accessible, and we already have a good amount of information from the ocean compared to space because we have the abilities to go and learn more about it because it is right here, literally within our reach. I like that. Yeah, because um, and just to add on to that, we have 14.8 billion years of a universe to observe that's way out of our local group there's a, a, a substantial amount of like, literal space that we have to observe so 
I mean, people right, say we right. don't know about the ocean, but I mean, if we know 10% about the ocean, then we know point zero 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 almost infinite zero one percent of space. But real quick, Emmer, let me ask you why you choose ocean over space. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Hmm. Um, where do where do I start? Let's let's cover something that is very popularly unknown, the Bermuda Triangle. Oh my God! For example, what what? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna count all the things. Go ahead. We don't know for uh, the ocean. The Bermuda Triangle. How and why does it suck people into the ocean or wherever they go? Maybe they're in an alternate plane of existence. Who knows? Amelia Earhart gone. Um, countless other pilots gone and ships. And we have no question or, well, we have no answer for it, so that begs a lot of questions. Two, Atlantis, does it exist? Perhaps in the deep blue sea. Nobody knows. And personally, Atlantis is more interesting than, I'd say, Saturn to me. Okay, let, let me stop you right there. No, no, no. <laughs> Guest. <laughs> okay, Hold on. okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, using, I'm using my pass. <laughs> and... Um, I just wanna, I just wanna understand things that are closer to us before I start venturing out. I was this in episode one when boring. we covered this. Boring, boring, <laughs> hey, boring. Hey. Not okay. boring. Okay. So okay. Let me paint a picture. I'm not about to get tag let me, team. Let me paint a picture <laughs> for the universe. Well, you're getting tag team right now, man. Because look, let me paint a picture for the for the audience. Let's say us three are cavemen. Emery is the caveman that doesn't want to leave the cave, so we can Doesn't want to leave the cave. Yes, you don't even know about the depths of the cave. Quit talking about me. You need, to, know, you need to understand the cave that you exist in before you venture into the world. No, that's so limited. Okay, I mean, but, we don't exi- but we don't exist in the ocean. we'll never get it. We, 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 we don't exist in the ocean. Now, real quick, about what you were saying I'll about the... the example okay, that okay, but real go quick. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go real ahead. quick, what you were saying about discovering Atlantis, me personally, I don't think it would be that hard to to discover or not that not not hard but it wouldn't take that long for us to discover if there was atlantis then why haven't as we po- done it you know why you know why because it's not there because the science it's is not the science that we have now to pick up certain waves and things going on under the sea dude there is no atlantis down there huh. there there's nothing there and yeah, if it the is point. they're not going to look like aquaman and being humans like us because I didn't say no about Aquaman. Well, then what, uh, what kind are, of Atlantis There may be unknown civilizations that we don't know of yet. They won't be significant like as to a civilization. We'll see. Who are you to the, say? You don't I, know. For all you know, I know Atlantis. Sci- I know the science that we have would be able to detect something like that. If anything, Perhaps. Atlantis could just be a big group of fish. Right. So Word. Maybe. No, mm. no. But you don't know. I just, that's the joy in it, the unknown. The space has a lot of unknown, but I'd rather know the unknown that we have closer to us before we venture off to find the unknown farther. All I hear is limits, man. But um, well, then let man. me let me also add this on. Um, let's say, yeah, you want to explore the ocean. What about if a comet's coming in the next fifty years? You're gonna have to either find a way to deflect that comet. With that, with, that's within space travel and space spatial science, or we're gonna have to leave. So our time on Earth is certainly limited. Um, in that little ocean that we have on Earth here, doesn't compare to what oceans we might be able to find in this universe that we all right, have. First of all, you're reaching, buddy. 
How is because, that reaching? Because obviously, for one, that's gonna, for one, no, no, obviously, because that's going to be our priority if there's a comet coming. And we know that there's comet. We know that there's going to be a comet coming. So yes, of course, I'd agree that we need okay. to rely on space. Okay. But that's in this scenario. Okay. Right now, when we don't have any photo, like. Our main focus right now, we don't have any threats coming from outer space that are as um, as threatening that as what we have right now, global warming. Okay. I believe the answer may be found on Earth. Right. How? Right, but what does that have to do with the sea, with the ocean? man? What in the what? ocean is going to solve? Okay, sure. Whatever. No, no, I'll not sure. That. How, how about this? <laughs> Get, list me some benefits, because we can go tit for tat on this. List me some benefits we can get from the ocean. I, and actually, even if not just you, I challenge anybody to sit in this chair right here and list the benefits right now. List, list some benefits that we can have from the ocean. Maybe unknown, so I'll give you that point. But li- Hydro list me energy. Okay. Hydro energy, one. Nothing, tit, nothing, tit near, nothing, nothing near nuclear fusion. Nuclear fusion, that's yours? If you're talking about energy, yes. Okay. Nothing, oh. ne- nothing near the efficiency of nuclear fusion. Next. Materials, space mining. Next. Bro, you already came. Residence. He already came Residence. knowing what he wanted to talk about. What do you mean? No, I didn't. I, wasn't I just I know this. I know about space. I wasn't Resident, residency, this. multiplanetary species, traveling, space travel. Next. And unknown organisms. That applies to basic. <laughs> that applies to space. Yeah, as well. that, that applies to both. That applies to space as well. No, okay. So, okay. Any, any so, well, so we'll just take that off the list. Cancel it out. Yeah. No. Okay. You're, even if it any, still, it still any, applies. Any unidentified organism in the ocean we know is a carbon living, uh, oxygen consuming organism. We in space we could have cons- uh, organisms that live off of freaking ethanol. Like, no, 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 no. no. Tit for tat, man. We can no, go tit for at now. Now, the greatest scientists of all time. Where did they get their ideas from? Einstein. Where did he get general general relativity from? Copernicus, Galileo, and the man. best scientists of all time, man. We look up. And we're just looking at you. The right best scientists. We look up. The great, the greatest, the most. And I'm not going to put one scientist over the other. Of course not. I'm not I trying will. To do that here. Because the one that will change everything is the one that will break the mold. What? The one that will change everything is the one that will understand not only what we have here, but what we have. Okay, beyond. Nicholas Copernicus broke the mold because the Catholic Church and all and everybody know who that is. And everybody, uh, <laughs> let, me, let me come. He's the person that came with not came up with, but he's the person that revealed heliocentrism. He's the person that said we circulate around the sun, not some silly geocentrism that everybody revolves around the earth and that we're some perfect being. No, no. The most storied, the most storied scientist, man. We looked up. We looked up. All right. Well, I, what I will tell you is that the most storied individual will not be just somebody that looks up, but looks all around them. Okay. So I believe that space. I'm not saying that it's not interesting. Well, well this at is all, a ver- this is a versus. So many- this is a versus. So we have to pick. Man, between you just one. sprung it on me. Okay. This I mean, I'm, I'm gonna stay ocean no matter what because uh-huh. I just want to understand what's nearest to me, and. I feel like I'm just repeating myself at this point. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I just I just want to do that. Yeah. Um. And I mean, I understand that standpoint, but I mean, I mean, excuse me, bro. We we went we went tit for tat, man. Uh. I just don't see how it compares, man. I don't see how it compares. But let's let's move on from this. Um. I talk about a lot of science fiction, and I say about I talk about my optimal view on interstellar, like travel, but 
to Casey and Emery, like, use your imagination. What is, like, the perfect, like, I don't know, like, what's, what's your perfect picture of humans' interaction with uh, our galaxy, man? In our our universe, what do you think? Um, when you ask that question, you mean like with other life beings, like? Oh, I mean, or? I'm completely opening the door to you. Like, if it was if it was perfect, like, what would we discover? Like, in terms of resources, re- re- it could be resources. It could be us moving to Mars and having uh, two different planets living. It could be us going out further and finding some other uh, species and interacting with them. It could be us conquering the whole universe. Like what? Right, well, I just, I'm just interested in seeing how, like, people that aren't as into this stuff as me just view renewable the, energy. Well, when, when I think about it, I think about, like, those sci-fi movies where, like, you just have the – everything is kind of – you have the floating trains okay. and the floating cars. Yeah. You have all the all the blue and purple, like, those those colors that you think mm-hmm. of, and everything's renewable, easy acce- uh, easily accessible water, all that – just kind of futuristic stuff. That's yeah. what I think when I think perfect. Yeah. Also just uh, renewable energy would be finding something that we can uh, teleport from here to there. To I can talk about teleportation. Use to no. use on Earth that um, wouldn't take away from our natural resources as much as it does now, mm-hmm. and uh, it would make our planet much sustainable for longer than it will be at this current rate. So your view on it is go looking out further to enhance what we have here on yeah. Earth. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, well, then we definitely need to invest in some renewable energy because we're obviously killing our planet now. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of things we can do. I mean, there's a conceptualization of something called a Dyson sphere. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with what a Dyson sphere is, but um, Dyson sphere a Dyson a Dyson sphere. If I was unclear, sphere. It's um a contraption that basically covers the sun and uses this energy, it collects energy from the sun directly, and it also reflects its beams back on Earth, concentrating its energy on Earth, giving us energy. So um, there's things such as that. But, yeah, it's interesting. So y'all really view it as just um, really enhancing the Earth as an entity. My my kind of difference is, uh, I mean, y'all, y'all know where I roll. I want to go ahead and venture out. So, I mean, yes, Step one is definitely sustaining what we have here on Earth. But then from that, I think we should definitely go and start inhabiting other planets. Yeah, that's, but that's, where I, that's how I see it. About the Dyson Sphere thing, though, you said it surrounds the sun mm-hmm. and it concentrates some of its energy to Earth. Yes. Wouldn't that kind of contribute to global warming? Because a lot of the sun's radiation is what help is builds up the ozone layer. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So the no. So the issue there is global warming is that we get we get the heat from the sun, but then right. it can't get back out. Right. That's that, the issue. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Get, so, it getting through, yeah, but the more yeah. more of it getting through, there's none of it going back out in return. Yeah. Or no, there's more less going back out. That's a great point. Well, by the time we're able to construct the Dyson sphere, Casey. We won't have any issues with global warming anymore. That's for one. Like one, if humanity uh, progresses to the point where it can even send any machinery that close to the sun, we won't be dealing with global warming problems. That's but true. yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. That's definitely a fair point. Yeah, 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 man. So what I'd say is we need to develop some um, counteractive measures before we um, engage in these planet-changing 
ventures. Oh, things such as Dyson Sphere and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, man. I mean, there's lots of things we can do, like, just always looking out. Like, um, this is something I wanted to talk about because we didn't even bring up to – we've been gone for two weeks. We didn't even bring that up to the audience. Yeah, sorry for that. Oh, yeah. But um, this is what I wanted – We, me and Emery planned on doing an episode last week, but we decided to delay. This is what I was originally wanting to talk about. Um, are you all familiar with wormholes? Kind of. And yeah, of. somewhat. Okay. We know that the universe is basically constructed of space-time. Space-time is – it's a four-dimensional – we live in a four-dimensional universe. We have – um, X, Y, Z, which is depth, and then we have time, which moves in one direction. Um, and with the finding of space-time, we've found a lot of things. We know that the, the biggest constant in, that governs our universe is the speed of light. The speed of light is three times 10 to the eight meters per second. Um, light is how we pursue, perceive reality. Light is what, through evolution, is how when light bounces off something and it reflects back into our retinas, that's how we perceive anything that's how we know that we are a being Mm -hmm. um but basically through space time we know uh we found and i don't want to get too broad we found that uh the faster you can either uh the faster you move through space you move uh the slower you move through time so that's what came from time travel um so in order to travel great distances uh because we we know that space is like super expansive um, so one way of tra- doing inter- interstellar space travel, um, would just be traveling near light speed. Right. But if we travel near light speed, we're going to be moving slower through time. So if I travel, um, 88% the speed of light, which is, is crazy. It's a crazy number. Um, and we're not even near that yet. But if I travel 88% the speed of light, 26 years for you is 13 years for me. Mm-hmm. Um, roughly something like that. I saw it in a YouTube video. Um, so that would kind of get rid of the point of traveling to all these great places because we can't be an interconnected universe. Like, we can't communicate. So we're going to have to learn how to traverse space by, like, basically through skipping time. Um, and that is what a wormhole is. So I wish I had a diagram. I'll probably, you know what? I learned how to put photos on the screen. So hopefully I'll edit this and put a photo of, like, the space-time bend. Uh, and what a wormhole is right here. Uh, I'm pointing to it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Sorry, audio listeners. Yeah, sorry, audio listeners. But basically what space-time is, it's like um, if you if you fold space-time over, a wormhole is a connection in between. So you can get from this spot where we are now to somewhere across the universe um, in a time that is nowhere near uh, the time it would take, the, the billions of years it would take to get across the universe, you can get there within, like, however many times, however powerful your wormhole is. So um, what I pictured the Earth as, and if there's not uh, other species out there um, already, what I pictured the Earth as is, like, kind of a wormhole hub. So, um, and I'm sure I can also put a picture of that, but, like, one, you you go out of, of space and then like there's a wormhole here to go to this planet and there's a wormhole mm-hmm. here to go to this planet. and we can have this for our solar system too it doesn't have to be for outer things but I mean like do y'all think that's like a cool idea like so portals I, I think that yeah, would yeah, definitely like, be cool yeah portals portals that's an easier way of thinking of it uh, I think that would be cool but how long before we would oh, be able yeah, to do yeah. that that that's the question that's why I want to live for multiple centuries yeah, this is just theoretical at this point but it, I'm, I'm sure yeah. it'll happen. 
Yeah, I'm sure yeah, that yeah, it's certainly theoretical. because we can do it though. Because I mean, like we already established, the the our Earth is dying, but it will be long. I think it will be alive long enough for us to see enough um, um, technological advancement mm-hmm. for to see that happen. Oh yeah, or, or I, even I, even I kind of see it in its early testing stages. I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. No, so yeah. Um, I mean, we've already been going at this for about thirty minutes, but yeah, man. Uh, just like some points to end this off, and we got from water, <laughs> water on the moon to uh, interstellar space travel and wormholes. But yeah, like um, what we need is like solving the riffraff we have between humans here. That's that definitely that that's definitely a big thing. And then we need the engineering aspects um, to be able to build things such as the Dyson spheres and uh, the spaceships that we're gonna need. Um, and then we just we need the the theoretical knowledge and the mathematics and building on those three things, man. Uh, we got some great things coming ahead. All right, um, next topic. Yeah, man, take I it away. I'm gonna open a little bubble. I'm gonna branch off of here for maybe future podcasts. I'll touch maybe back on it a little bit. But this is um, cyber warfare mm. and um, deep web and like just criminals and like basically um, crimes on the crimes on the internet. Um, right now, we recently had a ransomware attack with the Rook, um, uh, with the Rook, um, ransomware, and it was the TrickBot Trojan. Okay, wait, real quick, uh, do you know what ransomware is? Yes. Okay, so yeah, explain to them, the viewers. Ransomware is basically what it sounds like, ransom software. It's Mm -hmm. basically when these internet criminals take over, um, various websites or technological-based companies, um, their technology and they take it for ransom. They take it for hostage and they um, they want something in want return. In return. Yeah, and you explained basically, you explained it perfectly. Yeah, basically in these um well, basically just recently, dozens of hospitals in the U.S. got hit with a ransomware attack. Like I said before, by this Ryuk ransomware with the Trojan uh no excuse me the Trickbot Trojan, and um hmm. it shut down all of their software and recent COVID COVID nineteen cases have been spiking. So you know, mm. um, this is this is really crazy, and they're thinking that it's from a Russian. Um, <laughs> as you know, the U.S. and Russia are not on exactly yeah, the greatest I was about of to terms. Say, everybody blames Russia yeah. for yeah. everything. Yeah, but nowadays. the FBI is recently thinking it's uh, Russia that's um, doing staging these attacks on these uh, U.S. hospitals. But basically, the hospitals are their software and their tech in the hospitals are shut down, so they're moving to completely paper only, and. Um, a lot of patients are having to reschedule, so you know the medical the medical officials they can't do their proper work. Wow. Well, Casey, with your uh, esteemed political view, how does this af- affect politics in your idea, man? Now, real quick, what I was gonna say is that oh. that kind of reminds me of that one Grey's Anatomy episode where they were um where they were being ooh, it was being ransomed. Grey's Anatomy. Hold on. You a Grey's Anatomy fan? Yes. <laughs> yes. I watched that show. I watched Give it. I watched it. It was. I actually watched it the second time. Let me during, allow um, me to during quarantine. Guys. If you guys didn't know, I've watched uh, about um, seven, seven. It's on the seventeenth season. Yeah, seventeen seasons of Grey's Anatomy. These guys. Pretty, hey, it's a good show. It's All right. Well, good. Good. But, but your political view. Yes. Um, this is why you're here. <laughs> so my political views on ransomware. Well, like we already established, they think it's Russia, but I don't think. That it is. Be, I haven't done much research on this. I didn't really know that this was something that was going on. Mm-hmm. 
But um, what it sounds like to me is if it's over two dozen U.S. hospitals, I just don't think that we we are in a in a place where our security, um, technologically and and still like physical security mm-hmm. is good. It's strong, and we can kind of keep the intruders out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, and I think that we have enough technology to keep other countries from kind of accessing so our data. So I do think that it's an inside job because uh, sizing. let's go. So then what do you think this will do to the national perception on uh, like COVID cases being reported? Well, uh, hold on. First well, off, this is this ransomware attack is one of the craziest that we've ever seen because it's actually putting people's lives at risk. Yeah, right. And it's also going to hurt the economy. True that. Um, and, and honestly, the economy is kind of whenever you think politics, you think um, political, the political effects, the social effects and the economic effects. We learned mm-hmm. this in school. Yeah. Um, and of those three, the biggest is probably the economic effects. Mm-hmm. Always. It will always be the economic. Everybody's effects. about their money. But um, in this one, it's actually surprising because it's more about the social effects, because like you were saying mm. that you have the you have the covid aspect and and the covid cases are rising and. And people are people are getting increasingly sick, and they can't really do as much about it because their their systems are compromised. And this g- provides the hospitals more. I'm not sure if they've uh, gone through with uh, whatever the hackers are demanding, but this would give them more incentive to abide by what the hackers are saying, unless they want to leave everything to the FBI, which I'm sure the FBI would want a lot want them to do. Wow. But yeah, most most of the hospitals are going paper only for now. Right, but that that's another problem. Um, the FBI, I'm not going to discredit the FBI. The FBI does a good job. Mm-hmm. However, whenever it comes to any serious matter that involves the FBI, sometimes there's just there's so much going on whenever the FBI or SWAT or any of those, those big-name groups come in mm-hmm. that they tend to miss the small details. So, like, like if you have your local police investigation, they're, they're more likely probably to find – find the source of of what happened in a quicker time than the FBI because the FBI they're thinking whenever you bring the FBI in it it's like a big scale thing mm-hmm. like yeah. like it's the big gun this, so they're they're going to be thinking outside of the box when it might actually be inside the box and so that's the issue is that they they might be thinking too big brain instead uh-huh. of more simple minded in my for opinion in this case i would think that it is a matter of national security because you Definitely. know like i said before not on the friendliest terms we're Russia, and you know they're gonna this um the U.S. What are we number two country? Are we the leading country in terms of COVID cases? Uh, Regardless, I we're down that. bad. We're oh, down yeah, super yeah. bad, and you know this is one of the uh, the elections coming up, and I don't think this is a time where the government or any of these social security um agencies can possibly take the time to allow for any um slips through the cracks because you know the other countries are searching that um the other countries that aren't allies of the u.s and are looking to gain power are searching for slips in the cracks and uh yeah for this case i don't know if it could be left to local government agencies or like just local police departments because um yeah of the severity of the cases yeah man uh i don't know this this seems to warrant from, and I haven't, Emery's enlightening me today. I had no idea about this thing. So this seems, but from what y'all are saying, it seems like it needs some really high tech, like 
cybersecurity. Like, mm-hmm. we need them boys to come in and do their, <laughs> their thing. So, I mean, whether it's FBI, may, whether we have, like, some local guy that is, like, tech genius that can kind of uh, thwart these um, these uh, tech tyrants, uh, as we like to call them. But, I mean, if this is Russia, that will start to make things a little shaky. But yeah. an- another thing – I'm sorry, Emery. Another thing is – whether or not it's Russia, our main problem with cybersecurity is is how advanced it is. So we have people whose jobs, whose sole jobs, there are two sides of it. They either try and break into our security like as, as a test of security, yeah, right. and then you have the people who make the security. Mm-hmm. But the issue with that mm-hmm. is you're giving them all the knowledge, everything that they need to be Ooh. able to hack into the system. So you're saying corruption. So corruption, yeah. Corruption, if, if they decide that they want to commit treason, it would literally be at their fingertips. As long as they have a um, computer, they may not even need Wi-Fi access if they're that advanced. Yeah. They could literally expose we, every single secure thing about the United it's States. It's like um, me and Caleb, we're taking an accounting class right now, and our teacher recently gave an example of um, – accountants and like professional sports players being taken advantage of yeah because they don't understand um they don't understand the money that they're dealing with and right. account accountants can easily slip the money their way so um i think that really applies in this case because let's think of from the perspective of these um computer software engineers and these um code designers mm-hmm. um if you're Let's say they're not getting, I don't know their average income, but I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not like in the six figures yet. Ooh, um, eh? Starting no, 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 out? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting yeah, yeah. out? Yeah, yeah. At, least, at least 120. Okay. All right. Well, you're giving the, the money that they could possibly get is exceeds this by so Absol- much. Absolutely. So you're, you're one of these software engineers, and you, know, you have the knowledge to possibly uh, try to manipulate people without them even knowing and even if they do find out you're just you're just above them so much that you could possibly pull it off mm. now why wouldn't you i mean i'm not i'm not going to say i'm a criminal <laughs> i mean what's stopping you but, but like what's stopping you if you don't have a strong moral code and you don't really care for others i mean given the opportunity i see where you're coming from man and and you that's get the money and that's the problem i feel like it is an endless cycle no matter what we do we cannot make our cybersecurity secure because even yeah. if we construct robots to come up with algorithms, somebody has to make the robot. I'm somebody saying. has to make the robots to make the robots. So Human there will always error. be somebody. I mean, yeah, we and we we, we roll that dice anytime. That's mm-hmm. just what trust is. We anytime you put somebody in a position of responsibility, that's the that's the chance you take that they could just come back for you. That's why it's just, that's why we have checks and balances. That's why there's got to be people. And so and if we have, and this is the issue with, this is my issue with conspiracies, conspiracies across the board. Mm-hmm. Let's say that, let's say we have this corrupt person. Um, for them to make that act, or let me, let me, I'm going to edit that out. This is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> my issue with conspiracies is that for something for something to go wrong within the government that way, you need a mass amount of people with the same idea, thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. and everybody's corrupted. That's going to be ten. Like that's going to be in factors of ten. Okay, but everybody's let's let's be honest. That's not hard. There are already we already have cults. I mean, you have the KKK. <laughs> 
Yeah. They're they're yeah. they're all they all have the same mindset, the same message. They do not like this group of people. So it's not hard to find people who think the same way because a lot of people just let me just I think that supports the lizard this. man conspiracy. Let me say this. I don't want to make myself look bad or anything, uh-huh. but thinking from the perspective of these bad people, manipulation is easy. You just get, you just put something on the table. <laughs> <laughs> you just put something on the table, offer it to somebody, and um, I say this all the time, and not to this extent, but a person who's lost everything has nothing to lose. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and everything to gain. Yeah. So if you just offer if you offer a starving dog some food and say go kill somebody for it, I'm sure they're not going to want to die themselves and that's where human greed and selfishness comes into play. Yeah, man, that's wild. Groupthink is it hard when you offer everybody something that there's a merit to? Correct. Yeah. I don't know. Uh There was a term for that. I forgot what it was. Uh yeah. I mean I'm just a natural skeptic of that, but you know what? What do we know? We we have no way of knowing. Uh, I I'm into coding, but I'm not as far as I want to be into it. I'm definitely more AI based. Um, but when it comes to cy- cybersecurity, with my knowledge, um, I think I've talked about this in a past episode. But quantum computing uh, is an idea. So I mean, there's lots of steps we can take, but as we progress how secure we are, like Casey said, the more secure we can get, also the more skilled the attackers get. So mm-hmm. it's it's a tough situation, man. It, it's a paradox. The more secure we are, the less secure we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's very paradoxical, man. Um, but yeah, is that is that all we got for this, man? Oh, yeah. I'm going to definitely talk more about just these corrupt officials. <laughs> I want to make one more comment. Okay. Why do you guys think it is that on the news and media in general, we see – so many reports of politicians, senators, people in high government positions just doing something wrong or getting caught in the act of something. Mm-hmm. And it's only really these people in pa- positions of power. Human frailty. First of all, these people, like, I'll just call us um, average citizens. We don't have the access to um, receive this type of power. Yeah. And uh, the people that are in those positions of power... I'm sure they had to make various sacrifices to get them, but once you're up on that pedestal, you're going to always be able to access more because when you're up there, your opportunities just doors open for you. Yeah. And uh, people, um, people, people change. I believe people yeah. change, but when you have something deep in your core like that, and you get to that power, certain things like money reveals your insecurities. Like certain things will come uh, to fruition, but you know. A wise man, the wisest man I know, he once said, with great power comes great responsibility. That's Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that just highlights what you said there, man. The, the people in power, they have a great responsibility. So if they are nasty people, then they, don't, they might do nasty things. They're right. not, na- not necessarily. Not call nasty, them but nasty underhanded, underhanded. No, no, no. They, they are nasty people, but I don't want to call them nasty people because not everybody starts out nasty. Yeah. There's something that led them to become the way they are. I'm mm-hmm. not going to name drop anybody, but, you know, just those people, when you have access to things you want, greed is very powerful. I'd say it's one of the most powerful emotions that could, um, dang, <laughs> get attacked by birds. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most powerful emotions that could overcome someone yeah. because it just blinds you from seeing what you really want in reality is just it just puts something in front of you and 
you reach for it instead of looking for what's beyond. Right, and that actually, what you were saying about, like, people in power getting exposed for their faults and whatnot, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that I like to call um, being ignorantly intelligent. And I'm not talking about those people in, in those pow- um, positions of power. I'm talking about the people who put those people mm. in the positions of power. Mm. So you can be ignorant enough to vote somebody who should not be put in office. And I'm just saying, using this as an example, this has nothing to do with any current political affiliations. If you put somebody, if you ignorantly put somebody who obviously should not be in office, in office, yet they do something they should not have done, and you realize that they should not have done it, it's, 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 it's also a paradox because you realize that you, you thought that they were going to be the good fit for the position, mm-hmm. yet all this other stuff lines up against them. So if it makes any sense, for example, so say you have a presidential candidate. He was accused of rape, he was accused of theft, he was accused of a whole bunch of other stuff. You notice, you understand this. You mm-hmm. say, this candidate is, is not good for these reasons. Unfit. He, he is unfit to be president because of all the bad things he does. He, his interests are obviously not in the best of other people okay. if, he's, if he's out raping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, yet, you think that what he will do for the country mm-hmm. outweighs that. See, that's ignorant. That's mm-hmm. Because you think you're, you're focusing... On the wrong thing, obviously. Are you he, referring to anybody by chance? No. Okay. Was, uh, I was you just said asked, theft. I don't know if anybody yeah, yeah, stole. But, yeah, you know, I didn't know. I, mean, things, I was just, I was just, things. I was just wondering. I was just wondering. <laughs> no, if no, no, I wasn't. It, it was, just, <laughs> it was literally the first thing that came to my mind when yeah. I was, when I was making the example. Cool. But I mean, it's literally. That's just what it is. It's, it's somebody being ignorantly intelligent. So they're, they're ignorant enough to put them in, yet they already know why they should not have been put in the first place, if well, that makes any allow sense. Allow me to say this. Yeah. I, I want to put this out there. There's a common thing that people always say, and it's, um, why must, must we choose the lesser of two evils? Mm-hmm. And We've um, talked about that a lot. Yeah, and that, and I don't really like when people say that. I mean, it is true, but um, that is because the pool that we're um, exposed to is only full of evil. We're exposed to the pool of candidates that is um, just evil. So I don't really like the term, the lesser of two evils being used because that's all we really have. And to go into like uh, the emotional aspect of it, I feel that um, these negatives such as hate and just uh, evil natured people are easier to be than those of positive natured people Mm -hmm. because it doesn't take much to hate somebody to be consumed by it. But it takes a good person with a good core to not only um, be accepting of those uh, somebody's faults, but be forgiving of them and to look beyond. So what you were saying before, Casey, about the um, people uh, ignoring the negatives of a person just and saying like the positives outweigh them when they may not. Yeah. Um, I think that's has that's what must be done because you know nobody's perfect. I'm not saying that rape or theft, like in the example that you gave, or anything that should be like accepted of in any way, but. It's what is this person bringing to the table for you that should be accepted of. But, um, yeah, we do need we do need more people, good people, good-hearted people that are candidates. But, you know, yeah. you got to work with what you got. And what you're talking about there with, like, uh, uh, looking at the benefits and uh, not – or, yeah, looking at only the benefits and not thinking about the – like, just trying to find a benefit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and y'all were trying to find the term for that. I just remember that's, like, called the any benefit clause or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, um, my perspective on it, um, I, in the world, I don't necessarily, s- I mean, 
I'm still searching to try f- and find and see my perception on good and evil. I don't know. I mean, there's obvious evils, but at the same time, is there? Um, everybody is living within their own personal universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's living within their own reality. We don't know for a fact that we all see the same things. So, and we definitely don't all think the same things. There's never going to be a candidate that for every single issue that we agree with. Um, so that's that. So we don't, there's necessarily, there's necessarily not a good way to get past that. Um, but the only way to combat having bad candidates, I believe it's addressed It's addressing the, the, like, I don't want to call it a fiasco, but like the, the extravaganza of the presidential, like the primaries and stuff like that. What people want is a show. What people want is charisma. They want flair. They right. want they want big topics that that are like a slogan that they're going to be able to attach to. F- to be honest, I don't know how Biden got there. Maybe we just didn't have a lot of candidates. Cause he, f- frankly, just to, in my opinion, I, I I don't see like, and I'm not saying he's bad. I don't see like the big like the big theme or yeah. anything like that. I think his theme is just well, yeah, his theme is just. Everyman. Not Trump. His tr- <laughs> his theme is not Trump. So yeah, that, that is his big te- his big theme is if you don't like Trump, vote for me. That's where he's going. Trump had you, know, uh, yeah. you don't vote it's for working. me. Yeah, yeah, it, and it is working. Uh, Trump had uh, build a wall or uh, make America make America Ma- yeah make America great again. Like and whatever you think about it, make America great again is like the greatest slogan of all time. Like they put it on a red hat. It's marketed great, and <laughs> wait, they wait, hold on. That makes it the greatest of all time. <laughs> no, uh, let me finish. <laughs> they they, they, they mar- <laughs> That's funny. They've marketed it great, and I mean now everybody has "Make America This Again," "Make America This Again." I saw in South Carolina they were talking about "Make Men Men Again," and I was like, <laughs> God. I was like, dang, y'all going crazy <laughs> with this. "Make Men Men Again." That didn't even ma- make sense. Uh, right? It, Toxic masculinity. That's <laughs> make men men again Dang. but yeah like they that was great marketing but um yeah i don't i don't really know uh casey and after this we'll wrap it up but yeah what do you think is our direction in creating our best pool of candidates i don't know if there ever will be okay and let me explain why because like how in my last episode i covered um, racism and, and discrimination. Mm-hmm. Racism has advanced, and it's it's actually somehow it looks like it's getting worse in in some situations. Now, overall, big picture, it is definitely getting a lot better since the 1800s and since mm-hmm. discrimination against African Americans and, and Jews and all that. Mm-hmm. Yet there are still some aspects that are getting worse. And like I said, racist people now are going to be racist people forever because that's the way they feel. Mm-hmm. You cannot make people feel a different way. You can't change the way somebody feels. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. So in terms of creating a better pool, I think, and then racist people, like we already said, they're not born racist. They're influenced by the generations before them. So if our pool of candidates is... um is influenced by like future candidates. If our pool of future candidates is influenced by people with racist ideologies, Mm -hmm. then they will be racist. That won't get any better. But we need to have our future candidates need to be truly good hearted people who do not let the ideologies of other people influence them, but they need to be able to make decisions for themselves. They need to make, be, be able to 
understand what they feel for themselves. They need to be able to make those judgments by themselves without the influence of others. Because I don't agree, for example, with my parents on every single issue. Mm-hmm. And that's fine yeah. because I have my opinions. They have their opinions. We respect each other's opinions, and that's all right. Because if I let all of their opinions influence me, then I'd be basically the exact same person they were. And that that's not yeah, – and everybody's unique. Everybody's you different. So true not you different. Everybody is different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what makes us us. And oh, so, yeah. so I think that – we just need to be able to figure out who we are for ourselves in order to have that good pool of candidates. Because overall, the reason we are, the reason people are racist is because they're of the influence right. of other people on them. Now, I don't want. I don't want to move on real quick. I have one thing to say. Okay. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but I'm completely polar opposite of your beliefs uh-huh. because you said that you um you don't think there will ever be a solution, but um. What's the name of our country? My bad. I'd, What's the okay. name of our country, Casey? Let me help me. Well, United States of America. Okay, well, yeah, I did say at first that I don't think there would be a solution, but then I kind of think that my explanation kind of countered that. I mm-hmm. think that, like I said, if everybody learns to think for themselves and kind of make their judgments for themselves, then we will definitely be in a better place. I think that'll now, be even harder. Well, then now go ahead and ask <clears throat> your question. What's the, what's the name of our country? United States of America. What's the first word? United. So um, the people that founded our country were originally oppressed in uh, Europe. So they went to Jamestown and, you know, um, they founded the numerous states that we live in. And, you know, I hear a lot of people say that um, they believe America is the greatest country in the world. And I wholeheartedly disagree. Hmm. But I do believe that it has the potential to be the greatest. And that comes from the first word in the country's name, United. And Real quick, what what country is better than America? Real quick. All right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out because how many countries Canada, do you Canada, know? Canada, Man, Canada. Nothing's what? wrong with Canada. Nothing's wrong with Canada Nothing's except for Canada. living in 20 degrees <laughs> frigid. If okay, I'm from Alaska, I don't care about the cold. And you're projecting yourself across every other person. If All right, Canada, wait, 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 wait. If Canada was in the spot of Florida where we are now, hey, save the Canada. Canada slander. All right. Until I'm we, done with what I'm saying. I think we should Unity. just edit Unity. this out. No, and because no, 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 no. <laughs> Unity okay. is what will bring everybody together. Mm-hmm. Uniting over a common goal. Now, it is hard to um to completely... Uh, it, no, it is impossible, excuse me, to completely er- erase the irrational, irrationalities that human beings will have. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is a way that um we can make it work. And that's because uh, that's just from unification of ideals, unification of emotions, and understanding each other on a, um, on a better level. So as long as the positive, as long as the positive people outweigh the negative, then we will always succeed. I understand that. Well, within politics, I feel like the division comes from party. Ooh, excuse me, from parties. Mm-hmm. And I've said this before, and a lot of people kind of... I don't like the party uh, system. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily like the party system either, but... Um, and I heard this last night from a friend, but uh, she was basically talking about how the party system is inevitable because um, she was talking about how if you're trying to find people with the same ideas as you, that's the definition of a party. So she was exactly right in that perspective. Um, um, but what it's created with um, the media and uh, it's just created Democrats versus Republicans, the word versus is what creates the issue. So nine questions in politics, right? Four that they uh, 
say Democrat, four that they say Republican. There's that one question left, right? That one question, which is what puts them in whatever party, right? So then let's say they answer that one question as a Republican. So they're a Republican now. There's a Democrat across the world that doesn't know them at all, but thinks they're just some racist person that doesn't care about people just because they're Republican. They think that they're somebody that doesn't want to wear a mask just because they're a Republican. They think all of these things just because they are subscribed to a party, even though they agree on these other four topics, and it's just one topic that separates them. So let me say, irregardless yeah, I agree of with that. gender or race, mm -hmm. the other single biggest label that you could put on somebody in America is their political party standing. Right. And that will completely sweep and change how people view you. Right. Right. And that's our problem today is that we're focused on 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 just the the small insignificant things. Like why does it matter whether or not you're Democratic or Republican? Why does it matter if you support Biden and Harris and Trump and Pence. That does not matter. What yeah. matters is you as a person because, I mean, I know I have a few friends who, I mean, we can have civilized political conversations. Uh -huh. And, I mean, while we're still friends, we even though some of our views may differ on certain topics, that doesn't change anything. What matters is who you are as a person. I don't think that your political views should define you. That's right. what I'm saying. Not completely, Amen, but I do, I do say that some of your views regarding – Depending on what they do. Yeah, depending on oh, the yeah, topic. Yeah, your views well, do define you, but yeah, yeah. It, to an extent. To an yeah, extent. to an extent, yeah, depending so on the far. topic, I guess. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, that's, that's, that's great. Y'all good on that? Yeah. I am. All right, so um, what we're going to do with every guest that comes, um, well, maybe every guest, but with the majority of guests, um, guests that are as good as Casey right here, this is why he's been our first guest. Found it. Um, we want to have them bring a topic of their own. So, uh, hey, man. Or is yours. Uh, so just like how brother. <laughs> just like how Caleb is is involved in space and technology and all that, he wants to know all the um, answers to the big questions. My my thing is is um, economics and money. I, I kind of there there are questions I just don't want to know the answers to about our economy, especially and money. Like for example, why can't everything be free? I understand there's an answer to that, mm -hmm. and that's something that I'm gonna have to um, further research. One of the things I wanted to talk about today was free market capitalism. So there are those, um, those who are in favor of, of free market capitalism and those who are in favor of economic regulation. Now free market, um, as Google defines it, is a system in which the prices for goods and services are self-regulated by the open market and consumers. Private sector. Uh, yes, mm -hmm. and then you have a regulated market where everything is controlled by the government. It's, it's kind of um, supply sector. and demand, public sector, public right? Sector, yep. So, um, and then you have pros and cons to a free market system. So, like the pros are, it um, contributes to political and civil freedom because you you can choose the prices for your goods and stuff. So, like most companies, kind of they choose the prices for their goods, but it still has to be based on what the government regulates for the economy to be. Just mm -hmm. where it is, if that makes any Cause sense. Because we are a mixed economy. But yeah, uh -huh. that plus, I mean, you also have um, competitive businesses, so everything kind of has to line up mm -hmm. with each other. So that's why, like, Walmart's toilet paper isn't $20 cheaper than Target's toilet paper, because yeah. then there would be no purpose in having Target toilet paper. Mm -hmm. So that that's the regulation. That's an example of regulation right there. Um, it also contributes to economic growth and transparency, uh, free market, because – because you can control your prices of your goods and services, it it helps because consumers will more likely want to buy your your stuff, and that will help the economy. Um, 
I guess I don't really understand how that's not a benefit for both. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then it ensures competitive markets, which they both do. So that's another thing. Um, however, there are some disadvantages of it. Like one, one of the bigger ones is unemployment because with a free market, you, you lose a lot of jobs from like the elderly and the children because yes. they, are, they are not needed. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're because, not as fit as some other worker may be. Right, right. Because with everything being regulated, you need, you need people to Gotta hit hold a quota. the job to regulate and yeah. all that. But if it's not regulated, then there's just those extra jobs that we have now that aren't needed. So that's another reason why we're regulated is so we can create those jobs. All right. So what do both of you think um, in terms of free market versus regulated market? Well, I'll go first. Um, I'm, I've just gotten into economics. To, I'm in my senior year, so I'm taking my economics class. I wasn't necessarily in it before, but I am kind of just got really interested into it recently. Um, and so far, I mean, uh, I'm big capitalism, man, um, honestly. And I know that – and I'll just – I'll put my views out there with – with what capitalism does from a, scientist, a scientific standpoint and me as somebody who wants to progress uh, our scientific institutions and our uh, technologi- technological companies, um, what the free market induces is competition. And as you were talking about with the prices and why they aren't so different is because they want to appease the consumer. So what the free market does, it, it reflects the needs of the ones who buy, uh, contributes to innovation. Uh, so with more competition, the company's pure, their pure bottom line is like <laughs> crusty crab, like the customer's always right. Like they, they want to they wanna do what the customer wants the most. Mm-hmm. So you have somebody like, uh, you have two different companies, let's say SpaceX and um, Amazon's uh, space company, like Deep Blue or something like that. Um, they're they're competing to you know further space travel because that's what their consumers want. Um, now, when it comes to government regulation, what th- what their strength is, what that sh- uh, strength is, um, with like nationalized industry and stuff like that, it's to help those who are like extremely poor. It's to help those that aren't as um, high on the economic yeah. uh, spectrum as others maybe and it also helps um like not get rid of monopolies because right. when you were talking about uh you said walmart having twenty dollar toilet paper as opposed to like target having a dollar toilet paper like obviously nobody's gonna buy the twenty dollar toilet paper but if target was gone and there was just walmart walmart would be able to charge however much they want for toilet paper and people would still have to buy it's it because like how we said it's, it's a necessity like the uh, um like with the politics yeah right i'll connect this like the pool that we have is simply two people that aren't you could argue mm-hmm. are trash candidates yeah and when you only have these two candidates who else can you choose you have to choose it's an inelastic uh like it, it it's an inelastic situation yep. like right you have no way flexibility. Of, yeah, there's no flexibility so you gotta buy this toilet paper. You gotta elect these def- officials. So, for, if it was true free market and there was no government intervention, then we would have a monopoly, and they would be able to charge whatever they want for toilet paper and just crucify uh, consumers. So, yeah. but yeah, right. um, just to sum mine up, because I don't want to talk about this forever. But um, yeah, I, I I think mixed economy is always the way to uh, definitely the way to go. Um, but I side more on the free market capitalism side. Um, as I said in my paper, 
I just wrote an essay on this topic, basically. And um, I said the optimal, um, the optimal point of the economy is a coalescence between free market capitalism and government intervention. But yeah, yeah. right. Uh, and after I Emory gets his view, I want to say something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a mixed. Um, he said he was leaning towards free market, and I have to take the exact same stance. A mixed economy is the perfect type of economy mm-hmm. that um at least that we have thought of i'm not yeah maybe there's an i don't know yeah. but um yeah a perfect blend because without the consumers and the buyers and um just standard everyday people without their wants and needs there's not going to be any innovation there's not going to be any changes people aren't going to get what they want and that's not how you make a happy society true that. happy communities oh. but um oh yeah i was just going to say real quick uh what free market does, this is another point I meant to get out, and Casey was talking about why elderly and children aren't being uh, uh, basically hired, is because also another government's bottom line is, or not government, another business's bottom line is efficiency. So with free market economy and with um, like private businesses, they are able to be more effective. They can get their ideals out. So. If it's a private company that wants to do this specific thing for the public, they can get it done quick because they get their money through private means as opposed to a government-controlled entity getting their money through tax and tax allocation, which is a process that can't be changed off a do- on, off the drop of a penny. Like, yeah. But yeah, go ahead. But the um, perfect utopia of a society mm-hmm. would be ones where the government abides to the wants and needs of the people. The people get what they want and they need. And they're able to reciprocate that by helping to support the government, and they work in unison. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, I think a mixed economy is the perfect form of that when it's done correctly. And usually, the government is at fault when um, it's not going um, as it should be yeah. uh, by the definition of a mixed economy. And that's when greed gets into play, when co- economies just want to further grow. And yeah, an economy should have growth and prosper, but that can be done. It won't be done as quick as when... Um, the government does a lot of intervention and does things in their own way to promote things that um, they believe that the consumers would want and need and society would want and need without, like, when they should be listening to them instead. So within so. the mixed economy, and then you can go on my fault, within the mixed economy, are you leaning towards a certain side, like socialism or capitalism? Nah. No, you're just, like, right dead mixed center? Mixed economy. Dead center, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I kind of agree with Emery on mixed economy because here, here's the issue with um, free free market so with a free market like we said there's no government intervention so they get their money through private means mm-hmm. and they can charge however much they want to if they want to charge if walmart wants to charge 20 dollars for toilet paper but target still wants to get people to buy their toilet paper they might charge for 15 mm-hmm. but then walmart's going to keep on lowering their price and all that but the problem with that is both of the companies have to purchase the goods for them to sell them yeah and so if they are charging at too low of a price then they have to purchase it then they're going to go out of business yeah and so and that's where the monopolies come in because Mm -hmm. it forces certain companies out of business because even if they don't decide to go that low then people will not be buying that product and they will Uh still go out of business eventually so it's kind of like it's just yeah if it's not good competition monopoly is inevitable yeah yes it's it's, yeah that's the word it's inevitable so that's why That's why I think that having that regulation is good, but only to an extent because even now, I mean, a lot of a lot of our goods and services, 
they are they're priced well. Mm-hmm. Like um, nothing is not everything. Some things are overpriced. Not everything's overpriced, but things are are in a good place and stuff. In America, plus you have, yeah. yeah, and then you have the tax and all that. So that regulation is good to an extent, but I still feel like companies should have kind of the ability to, to an extent, control their company mm-hmm. because a, they have to follow a lot of strict rules and regulations and, and a whole bunch of all this other stuff, and it's kind of l- losing them control. So basically all they have is their name on a building yeah, and, and, and control of who, who works for them. Yeah, true. And this is, this is why uh, people come up with – uh, the idea like rich people are Republicans because I mean we know conservatism is towards the free market side so whenever you're running a business or something you want to be able to function as your own entity and be the most efficient and the most innovative company that you can be now obviously we know that we can't just let companies do whatever they want they definitely right, need regulations right, right. Yeah. but this is why they're like conservative leaning because they don't they want to be able to have as much control by themselves as they can have. Mm-hmm. Also, with monopolies, as you were saying, we were talking about private companies becoming monopolies, mm-hmm. but we could also have the state-controlled monopolies. And so if we get too far on the other side, on the left of the socialistic and um, like government-controlled, we can get to where there's a state-controlled monopoly. So let's say that for me personally – and NASA, NASA is great in their own regard, but let's just take NASA out of the picture. Let's just say that in some country um, they have their just government space company, right? And they could be a space monopoly in fact that they don't like intake the wants of the consumer. Mm-hmm. And they can just be like, oh, well, I mean, we found water on the moon, but we have no plans of going to Mars and interstellar travel and all that stuff they could con- they can have a stranglehold on the consumer too just a market dictatorship yeah it goes both ways and uh what was i gonna say i don't even know but casey i want to give you credit because you know me and caleb are taking the class in and talking on par with us yeah man you so already you already know study is a thing yeah hey yeah, stick so. economics is a great thing mm-hmm. and what we need um shoot on some alexander hamilton stuff man like you need to come you you we need we need thinkers, man. We need you to come up with some ideals. Like, there's there's a lot of inner workings within our economy because there's there's so many like c- contradicting things within. Like, oh, you want like people um, talk about people that are left leaning say that the government needs to help the common man more. But if you want the government to do anything, you need to tax people more. So like that contradictory there is what outlines economics. So. Yeah, man, it's, it's great stuff. Mm-hmm. I got well, anything else to bring on that, though? Uh, no, I think that's it. Um, all words, 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 words. It's been wordy so far. I'm not. What's our time right now? We are at hour 17 An minutes. Hour time. 17 minutes of wordy nonsense. Well, not nonsense, enlightenedness. But let's get into the fun stuff. Debate oh, yeah. of the day. Debate of the day. Before we go into the debate, I just want y'all to know, like, Casey, he's doing a great job here. So. Again, make sure you go check out A Gap in the World. Maybe on his next episode, wink, 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 he can uh, go even deeper and talk about, you know, the, A Gap in the World's great when it comes to politics, but it, you seem to have a grasp on this economic stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe you have a, a, a concentration on economics or maybe a certain day in the week you talk about economics. Like, you, maybe, you, maybe that's the uh, maybe, central, uh, central idea of the next you, season. Could you enlighten me on what um, – what, 
what platforms your podcast is available? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on available. I'm available on a whole bunch of podcasts. So um, my main website is on Anchor, or my main um platform is Anchor, mm-hmm. and through there you can access my podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, a whole bunch of other podcasts. Yeah, podcasts I've never heard of, that. like Castbox. Yeah. What is Castbox? Even even we're on some stuff. stuff. Even we're on platforms that I never knew about, like. I'm we're, on YouTube. Yeah, we're on Pod. This thing called Podbean. I've never even heard of Podbean. Podbean yeah, yeah. We're I'm just, not even on Podbean. People are people are <laughs> we're, we out there, right? Like yeah, we're yeah. out there, but I mean, shoot, uh, we got some more exit stuff for Casey on the way too. So uh, we'll say that at the end after the debate. So yeah, let's get into debate time. Silverback gorilla versus a bear. So yeah, let so, me go. Let me start. Let me start. Silverback gorilla versus a bear. Who wins? Mm. Wait, that's back. easy. Can I put some pictures up here? Uh, I'm talking. I'm talking to uh, Caleb in the future, or well, through the screen, I'll be talking to Caleb of the present. So I am Caleb from the past. Shut up. Anyway, anyway, silverback up here and a and a and a bear up here. <laughs> he said so picture, picture. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Put the pictures up there, man. Yeah, go ahead. Silverback gorilla. And all right, what do you guys think? Mm. Gorilla. Just because of the bipedalism of a gorilla outside of that, the yeah, ability so to walk and stand, I think, kind of puts you up against I think it know. would be very close. So, I, And I can argue a bear okay. because I've seen bears. All right, I've seen them too at a zoo. Your point? I've seen them in the wild. Okay. Oh, yeah. Actually, one on my trampoline. He's oh, from okay. the trenches. Oh, that's yeah, right, that's right. But um, anyway, bears are huge, man. Gorillas are huge as well. But bears, in terms of size – are bears way are bigger huge. than uh, silverback gorillas. I mean, wait, I said I said bears are huge too. I mean, gorillas are huge too. Excuse me, but bears are much larger in size than silverback gorillas. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really they're hunting animals. They're carnivores, straight um, or omnivores. Excuse me, since they um like salmon a lot. They go river fishing. But wait, that's what? besides the point, dude. No, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? Isn't an omnivore both? Yeah, Am that's, I tripping? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's both meat yeah. and vegetables. Oh yeah, I'm tripping. What are you talking? You were thinking like yeah, I was thinking. You were thinking like pescatarian. <laughs> yeah, pescatarian. Yeah, <laughs> fish is meat. <laughs> tripping. Always, they're just carnivores. But anyway, um, yeah, bears, huge claws, and they are they omnivores. By the way, sorry. Go ahead. Huh? They are omnivores. By the way, they oh. eat berries and stuff. Oh, so Caleb they was wrong. Do. Okay. Yeah, I I'm said tri- that. I, no, no, I'm still tripping twice you, you because tri- I was yeah, right. Yeah, you but were right. I thought you I was wrong about the salmon stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but um, anyway. They got claws, so they'll cut you up. And even if they don't use their claws, they got them heavy hands. You feel me? The heavy. And let's not, we're not even talking about them sharp teeth that can freaking bite into metal beams. I'm not sure they can do that, but I'm sure. Whatever. All right, silverback gorillas. What, what do you think? I think. Wait, 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 wait. You picked the bear, right? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. I think a gorilla. Okay, whenever I think, whenever I hear this debate, I, I first think of you have. I don't even think silverback. I just think gorilla versus bear. In a coliseum. Okay. And they, you have the bear. The bear is standing on, on his feet. He's big. He, he's wait, big. Wait, wait, wait. They the can bear? stand yeah, on the bear. their feet. And oh, yeah. Yeah, they can stand. Yeah, they stand. And, but they're and usually on all fours. True. But so are gorillas. Yeah. But I think gorillas, they're, don't, aren't their legs more powerful? Yeah, they got that lower center of gravity. Yeah, so they can like get up, use their hands. And mm-hmm. they can use their feet, even though it's all—I don't even know what they're, they're technically called. Yeah. But they can use kind of all of their fours. While gorillas, I mean, I don't 
or not gorillas, while bears, bears. I, can bears really stand on their hands and use their feet? I don't think. Yes, they I, can. I don't know if I don't think. I don't know. They can't run on their feet. Yeah, but they can. Right. Um, you know, they can turn, twist. Yeah, all of that. But right. like, so what, how I picture it is, I don't know if a bear has the ability to like catch something and swing through its hips and throw. Like, not saying the gorilla will catch the bear and throw it, mm. but like, I what. Okay, that's weird. Uh, our guest is put back on his mask, but um, you good, bro? Yeah, he's in some weird state. Kind of creeping hey. me out, dog. Yeah, hey, man. I'm chilling. I'm spooky. I'm chilling. <laughs> Take okay, that thing man. off, man. But <laughs> no. um, as I was saying, uh, I don't know. I just think the ability of the the gorilla to grasp something, because like the bear, when I picture its hands, I just picture it as like big clubs. Like even though it has hands and it can grab a little bit. I don't know if it has the dexterity as a gorilla might to be able to grab something. But, I mean, it, look, bro, it's going to be a vicious fight regardless. I think um, a bear is more sturdy, would be able to take more hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically what you guys are saying is uh, silverback's more agile, able yeah. to use their body, dexterous. Yeah. And But I think a bear is going to deal those heavy blows and it's a only a matter if the um and they're uh, the bear's going to deal the heavy blows and they're pretty like sturdy yeah they're gonna they can take the blows so we're talking about basically a strong a strong cheetah versus <laughs> hold on <laughs> let me relate it to other animals oh, because okay. let's say the silverback has the sp- speed and the agility okay. a strong cheetah because they're not weak by any means yeah versus a well-built heavy hitting lion and oh. i still do believe oh. that well, the heavy i don't even know if they can hear you bro. take that off take, i don't even know if they can hear you man Anyways, when you put it that way, then the lion's going to beat the cheetah. Uh, actually, I don't know, because the cheetah do got the speed. So it's just if it would be yeah. close. it's, it's if close. the bear is able to hit those attacks, get get them in on the silverback before the silverback slowly whittles it away. It's not even going to be slow because I'm under, I'm like lowballing the strength of a silverback, but yeah. they're freaking strong. Yeah, man. I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, because when it comes to heavy hits, the the silverback and i think it can i can i think a silverback gorilla can take some heavy hits too yeah. like that that's that's an honestly tough fight man i don't know um actually i have another debate in mind i was thinking of this if y'all want to move on real quick um yindub capity cap casey uh all host of above. yeah all of the above host of a gap in the world podcast uh, i've recently uh, became familiar that you're a harry potter fan how did you recently become familiar with that? Uh, I was just at your house. God and I saw Brothers you. or something? Uh, yeah, I was at your house, and I saw you watching Harry Potter. But um, quick question. Do you watch Star Wars? No. Good. Good. No. We can go with Harry Potter. No. Oh. Here's the thing. What I want to debate, a Jedi versus a wizard. Easy. Jedi. A Jedi is a space wizard. Okay, how can you say something about space wizards when you well, don't yeah, even want to explore space? space? You can't talk about, about that. Oh, no, 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 no. Real quick. No, no. no. I said I wasn't a space I got an even better debate. I'm the Jedi, Casey's the wizard, and Emery's a, a shark or a fish or some dumb crap. Are you stupid? You, you get God, water. Just make me an ocean wizard. Yeah, you get, no, no. What's, there's no such thing as an ocean wizard. So why wizard. am I just a shark? Obviously, a normal wizard's going to take out a shark. <laughs> okay, okay, but but a, but a wizard's going to take out a Jedi, too. Let me explain. Okay, y'all, y'all Jedis, y'all got your zoom zooms, your, your lightsabers, whatnot. But wizards got the um got the wand. Oh, that spell, bro? Your lightsaber's gone, bro. So, Whatever yeah, the you, spell's called. You know what you're boom. not taking into account? The 
force. The most powerful entity in the universe. I'm going to choke you so you can't even cast a spell, dog. The force. Yeah, you can, you can use, for one, with whatever spell you're trying to throw at me, catch it with the force. Avada yeah, Kedavra, catch that with the force. Abracadabra. Um, no. 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 Uh, Open sesame. We said wizards, not but, magicians. That's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, that's disrespectful. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Um, it's disrespectful. Yeah, but the Jedi, I, I feel like they're also more physically adept to a fight. So oh, yeah, if it comes, sure. if it becomes, if the Jedi is close range with the lightsaber, it's done. Um, the the upper limits of a Jedi uh, goes past what uh, Albus Dumbledore and Voldemort have been able to got to get to in my belief. Now, what uh, Voldemort was able to do with the Horcruxes and the like, the multiple uh, his, like spreading his life out amongst multiple things. That's mm-hmm. like a great, a great thing. But like, yeah, man, I, I don't know, Jedi. A Jedi's power is just, it's insane. And it's they're insane trained they fighters, not just sorcerers. Yeah, but, yeah. Okay, but a wizard could catch a Jedi off guard, cast a curse on him, and if he tried to strike, dead. Now, 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 that's the thing. And when we do any of these fighting debates, the, here's the issue. It's like a real-world fight or a Colosseum fight. Because if you just do a Colosseum and you have... Think Coliseum. Pre, yeah, pre, if you do... Well, but here's the thing. like If you present it as, here's Harry Potter, and then here's Obi-Wan Kenobi the wizard's kind of at a disadvantage. But if it's just like a fight like within a storyline and somebody, uh, the wizard catches uh, a Jedi with Crucio, I mean, time, like it's up. The, now the only thing there is the Jedi are the most mentally strong beings ever. So mm-hmm. spells not, like not, that. Not if he's drunk. He's partying with his girl. Yeah, well, yeah. If he catches him lacking like that, then he's. Oh, <laughs> I just want to put uh, him at every single yeah. disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yep. What's this all the way? I don't care. Yeah, but yeah, man. I don't, I don't know. That's what do y'all think, man? Like a Jedi. I mean, I, I think Jedi. Uh, and well, if they have the protection of the Force, yeah, then that's another thing as well. Well, yeah, that that is the issue. You're putting there's two different universes because there is no Force in the Harry Potter universe. But uh, right. Um, how I about, still think. Depending on the range, even if a Jedi without the Force could possibly be able to take out a wizard, still. There's no such thing as a Jedi without the Force. I mean, that's just like... Well, I mean, a person wielding the key... Uh, not key blade, excuse me, lightsaber. Lightsaber? Okay. Oh, dang, that would be... Hey, like, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some people that are kind of like Force-sensitive, but they're not as adept to the Force as like a Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's definitely there. Um, shoot, while we're just doing debates here, like, what's the better movie series? I also believe Star Wars, but I, now Star when it comes Wars to movies, better movies, when I become movie series, yeah, when I come to like this, like just watching it, Star Wars and Harry Potter is like one A, one B for me. What y'all know about Back okay. to the Future? Okay, but real quick on that. on that one, I've watched maybe part of one Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. I didn't really like it, but I mean it's too it's it's uncomparable. Yeah. So I don't really know. Well, the only thing is Harry, what Harry Potter does, it's better at. Re- I won't say it's better at relating to people, but there are like more. They're all all, all humans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's more relatable. Yeah, it's more. Yeah, it's more between relatable. the two. Yeah, it's more rela- relatable for sure. Um, yeah, Back to the Future. Uh, That's a good film series. Yeah, Back to the Future is definitely good. Um, obviously, it's incorrect in many ways when it comes to uh, time travel, because the whole idea of <laughs> you going talking, you talking to yourself, and that mex- messing up your timeline. Actually, a misconception. Uh, I have a good one when you're done. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's actually a misconception. Like, 
Um, and time <laughs> travel is absolutely possible. Um, we don't know if time traveling back to the past is necessarily possible. But if you do time travel to the past, doing that is your future. So if you go back to your past and do something, that's not going to affect your present. It's, it's really hard to – I need a, a pencil and paper um, to – uh, really talked about, but I mean, they talked about this in Avengers Endgame. Going back to the past isn't going to necessarily do anything, and like I said, within quantum realities, that is now your own reality, so time may fork. I talked about this in episode five or three, I believe, so uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, but yeah, go ahead, bring us your debate. Uh, you actually mentioned it when you said Avengers Endgame. Who do you think is the most powerful Avengers? I already did this, but I won't do it again. Go ahead. And I'm not talking about like all the all the newer ones. Like, actually, yes. Does Captain Marvel? No, no. We'll do we'll do just the original Avengers because so no, so no Captain Marvel or no Black Panther. So so we have um, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Widow, Thor, Hawkeye, Hulk, Hulk, and then the Hawkeye. Oh, Hawkeye. That's his name. Okay. So them go first. I think Thor. 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 No Hulk. Okay, well, excuse Hulk. me, Hulk. I'll let you go first. Uh, then I'll explain Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Mm, man. Ah, uh, gosh, because Thor has that mule near. Man, Thor has mule near. Uh, Thor's a bad dude. Uh, I, I really have a hard time contending a Norse god. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to do that. Um, you can too. You can choose Thor. It's cool. I, I want to choose Thor, but hey, dog. Since you got Thor, you got Hulk. Don't you dare say it. Black I'm going Widow. with Black Iron Man. Okay, as long as you didn't say Captain America, he's, he's like, I'm weakest. going with Iron Man. But easy. But, because but, uh, let's take, is, let's this, take their comic counterparts instead of like the MCU, just these characters in general, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, and this is kind of like the Batman versus Superman take. With Iron Man, I feel like with the brain is your most powerful asset. I feel like he will be – and this is a real-world fight because if you put him in a coliseum, Thor, hands down. But in right. a real-world fight, I believe Iron Man will be able to devise something that will be able to uh, compete with Thor like he did with Hulkbuster. I, now, d- I believe that um, even in the coliseum setting, it would be the Hulk. Okay. Well, because you're wrong. No, I'm not. Yeah, you <laughs> Let me get into it because it, it was stated in the comments uh, – comics, excuse me – that um, the Hulk's power is an infinite. It's limitless. Mm-hmm. And that is because the strength that he um, gets oh, gamma radiation. is gamma radiation. And it's based on how angry he gets. The angrier, angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. So if there's not even a it's way no, to measure uh, like world capacity. Breaker, world Breaker Hulk, yeah, right? There's not even a, a way to measure the capacity of anger yeah. that somebody could have. So let's take this World Breaker Hulk into, um, as an example. If he's like, I don't know, let's uh, 10, 10.3 times 10 to the negative 97th scientific notation of anger okay. <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just he's infinitely powerful. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I agree with that. Not, I mean, gamma radiation is the most powerful energy we have. Uh, when it comes to electromagnetic radiation. So, Casey, you wanted no. to clap back? That, no. That's a great point, in. Yeah, that is a good I point. I actually want to go to the comic book store we have in Jacksonville, and I'm about to really dig in deep to these comics. Because, mm-hmm. like, no, that's a great point. Man, uh, unfortunately, 
you guys have lost a good 10 minutes of uh, perfectly amazing Marvel conversation. All right. But you know what? I'm not that mad at it because it's just going to have y'all want to come back for more. So, yeah, uh, I don't know where I'm going to stop the edit on the last one. But, yeah, y'all, there's some lost files in uh, the Enlightened Brothers universe mm-hmm. that y'all have missed. But you know what? That is okay. But uh, you know what? We're going to wrap things up here, man. Um, if you want to hear us talk more about Marvel, we're going to have Casey on plenty of other times for right. guest episodes. After we get through a few more guests, Casey is the first on the list to come back and back and back and back again. He is going to be our most frequent recurring guest, it seems so. Um, This has been um, absolutely amazing. Uh, Again, I mean, I thank y'all. Emery, you got anything to say? Wrap it up. Casey, you tune into the podcast. You already know what time it is. Oh, crap. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, this is a guest episode. No, 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 no. We're doing this. <laughs> I forgot about this thing. Come on. Man. You know the drill. Casey, I'm going to lead and I'll pass it off to you. Come on. Oh, my God. Come on. I'm okay. not doing this. You are doing it. No, I'm not. You are. Nope. It's, it's this episode is not going live nope, if you nope, don't nope. do it. It's tradition. Come on. Come on. Nope. Caleb, hit the beat. <laughs> Burn it all. You already know I'm the beat master, so let's get it, man. I'll pass Freak. it off to you. Fresh, y'all. This is embarrassing on a whole nother level. Boom. Enlighten, enlighten brothers on the beat. Boom, boom, cap it, cap, cap Casey to my right, and Caleb to the other right. And we're partying all night. Episode seven, you know that we gotta get right. Boom, boom, I'm on the beat night. Better count, pass up to pass it to Casey. Boom, boom, he the MC. Go crazy, Casey, UDA. It's Halloween night. Hey, boo boo. Okay. Emery has a gap in his teeth. Okay. Yeah, I got a gap. Oh, cut the beat, cut the beat, cut the beat. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. No, give me a freestyle right now. No beat. No, no, I'm already bad on a beat. No, you expect me to freestyle? No. Freestyle right now. You might as well do it. You might as well not even air this. DJ Casey in the beat. I don't freestyle. I don't do anything. Oh, he don't it's get the like, juice? No, right. I mean, you were repeating. You know, why am I still doing beats? I've learned how to edit good enough now. Can't I just find a beat off the internet and put But it's going to be hard to sync it with my fresh flows. You're right, you're right. Because it's yeah. crazy. Because you already knows I don't need a beat to goes. Crazy on the beat because I don't need a beat. Uh-huh. I'm about to rub he your feet. literally just said the about same about thing. About to rub your feet. About to rub some feet. Okay. About to eat meat. Call okay. it chicken. No way. <sighs> Yeah. Call it jelly, my peanut butter thing. Okay, yeah. And I need some Aquafina, because you know that it's the best water that you can find in the arena. No. Okay, now that and was I'm a good one. And I'm Donatello, a good fellow, green and yellow, but this is real purple, and we're going to go somewhere else. Okay, it's time to end it. All right, so anyway, y'all, thank y'all so much for listening, man. I hope y'all enjoy Casey as much as we have. Um, Appreciate you, know what? you coming in, family. We're going to do lots of guest episodes. Um, we're still trying to figure out if we're going to do uh, just me and Emery episode one day a week and then a guest episode, and we're going to figure out how the timetables are going to go. But regardless of all that, we got that handled. 
all I want to do is just thank y'all for listening. Yep. I want to say that I truly love y'all, and I love y'all for allowing us to talk about this stuff. Appreciate that we do, you man. guys so much. Can't even put it into words. Casey, have you been enlightened today? I have. I have been enlightened. I've been enlightened as well. I've been enlightened as Once well. again, I would like to thank these two fine gentlemen, the Enlightened Brothers, for having me on the episode today. Make sure you do go check out A Gap in the World. And um, that's all I have to say. So, Anytime, Episode 7. See y'all next week. Going to be just us solo the week after that. Another guest we're going to bring it in. But the heat is coming. The heat don't stop. It's in the books. Appreciate you.